0: Hey there and welcome to Common Sense Fitness. My name is Dave
1: and I'm Erin and this is the show where we talk about health, fitness and well-being. We take away the hype and we talk about how to take a common sense approach.
0: Welcome back to my kitchen table Erin.
1: Thanks it's so lovely to be here.
0: I am now officially cured Yay! and back from the dead.
1: Excellent. Please, you didn't die.
0: Yeah, No I didn't. Actually very mild. Turned out to be okay for me. Oh, that's good. Slightly it's, inconvenient, but that was about it.
1: it's The variety of COVIDs that you could possibly get is just, the, the spectrum is mm. astronomical.
0: I've definitely had much worse colds than yeah, right. have COVID, so yeah. I'm grateful that I th- uh, missed Delta. I think that was... Mm,
1: that one was supposed to be pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. How
0: um, have you been?
1: Yeah, good. Busy trucking along. Yeah. Nothing really, nothing to write home about. Cool. Yeah.
0: I have no interesting segues today.
1: That's OK. We um, can get right into it. Yeah. I went vegetable shopping.
0: You went vegetable shopping. Yes, How, a- let's talk about the pro- <laughs> Let's talk about the price of lettuce, shall we?
1: <laughs> Holy hell, right? I have also been investing in um, some balcony gardening supplies because the price of lettuce is ridiculous. You have
0: good sunlight for that.
1: Yeah, on one of them. Okay. Yes. yeah, not on the other one, but that's fine. There's enough. mm hmm
0: Yes. Yeah. So tell me about your veggie shopping.
1: Well, there's a place in Wollongaba in Brisbane that is just vegetable wholesaler open to the public. and Cocos? Yeah, Cocos. Yeah. And you just go and buy buckets of vegetables for about, oh, what, a quarter to a third of the price that you get at the major supermarkets? Mm-hmm. So now my refrigerator is full of capsicum and zucchini. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it all, but it will be a capsicum and zucchini heavy diet for the next week or two.
0: Cool. Good times. I can think of some interesting ideas. What color capsicum did you get?
1: They are green and yellow. It was a mixed bucket.
0: So I don't know if the, I, I'm pretty sure this is correct. I didn't know this, but apparently all capsicums are the same. Their color is just their ripeness level.
1: I have heard that too, actually.
0: So the reds are usually the most expensive because they have the oh. ripest and they're also the sweetest.
1: Interesting. Which now, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Once upon a time, I was a, would not eat capsicum. Now I do, but I'm a, capsicum snob and I'll only get the red ones. I
1: don't love the green ones. No. Because they taste like nothing.
0: Yeah. Which makes sense if the whole ripening thing's correct.
1: Yeah, that does actually make a lot of sense. I don't mind when I char the heck out of it because...
0: True. That's that's a, like an okay...
1: Yeah. Burnt things have flavor. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Pleasantly caramelized as mm-hmm. opposed to truly charred.
0: Just some watery crosscut <laughs> Just <dining>. carbon? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Yes. So we are going to talk more about that. All of the, all things vegetables today. Um,
0: Look at you leading the same I know.
1: It's amazing. (laughs) Once off will never probably happen again. Maybe I
0: have long COVID brain.
1: (laughs) Um, I, in the past, have worked with many clients who we have discussed that vegetables are good for you. Mm -hmm. I feel like most people are aware of this. Mm -hmm. However executing and implementing that is not necessarily the easiest especially when I say we could look at ways to eat more vegetables and these people look at me and they're like I hate all vegetables okay Mm -hmm. cool so obviously that plate of steamed veggies that you're going to have with dinner that's going to be out
0: yes I think I have several many thoughts on this on the whole I don't like veggies thing go tell me uh where do I start with this what you just mentioned there, mm. preparation is absolutely a key factor. Oh thousand percent how you prepare a food if you're going to microwave or steam vegetables it's going to be boring as batshit.
1: they are gross and they're
0: going to taste gross and watery if you take the same things and prepare them you know let's take broccoli for example um sadly i can't really eat it anymore because it falls into cruciferous vegetables and my guts hate me apparently
1: that's Um, that is unfortunate it is one of my favorites it's
0: the joys of being over the age of 30 (laughs) Uh, it just gets better too oh god (laughs) <laughs> um, so let's take the, the humble broccoli as an example. If I prepare that in the microwave and steam the heck out of it like my mother used to do, mm-hmm. it's pretty boring and tastes like nothing. Okay. Yeah. If I take that same broccoli and maybe I put a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of lemon juice, some salt and pepper, throw it in the oven and roast it, mm, mm. Mwah, totally oh. different sensation. Maybe if I do the same thing, but pan fry it even, going to be a different vibe altogether. Actually, speaking of this, I did this the other day on a, on corn. Ooh. Which you Ooh. you you came to my kitchen one time and you were like, "I had an ear of corn." You're like, "Dave, you need to do this." Yeah. I, I, what do I think? I just can you remember what we did?
1: I think that we were talking about roasting it in husk. Yes. Yeah, you in can roast oven? it in husk. Uh, yeah. You could do it in the oven. I would do it on Was a stove top. Right. Yeah. Yeah, personally. I think that's what I did. I if you go in husk, you're going to get the char flavor without mm. the char on the kernels, but you can go without the husk Ooh. and get that little bit of caramelization on the kernels themselves. Really like roasted corn. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: It's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, it is good. It is good. I love a bit of corn. All right, let's wind back then. Okay, so back to... I don't really, I don't like vegetables. Okay, let, let's like unpack that a little bit. Yeah. And I would say to those people... Okay, really try and identify, is there something you actually do you don't mind? Okay, so I think I've watched my fair share of like weird food eating shows as well of people that have will only eat one type of like food or whatever. There's usually something in there and it's probably the humble potato.
1: Because let's be honest, potatoes are amazing.
0: Yeah, potatoes are very amazing. There's so much you can do with them. So if you're someone who wants to have more veggies in their life but maybe has a very... Limited scope of quote unquote safe veggies that you're comfortable with. Start with that, absolutely, and start to work out. So, let's take the potato example. Nothing wrong with the potato, okay? Um, depends on its preparation nutritionally. Like a fried potato versus a baked potato is gonna be a little bit different. But let's not cast judgment on the preparation of the uh, no, potato today. Let's nope. just talk about
1: veggies and the veggies Potato.
0: We could start to look at a sweet potato. Okay, mm-hmm. it's the, it's next door neighbor, not too far. Bit of a different flavor palette, bit of a different fiber palette, bit of a different um, texture. Opens up a few different options as well. From there, we could move into what have we got, like Swedes and um,
1: other root vegetables. Other root vegetables. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. We could we could then sort of move to even to your zucchinis, then perhaps. And moving on from there, trying to identify foods that you're kind of okay with. Uh, another thing I like the analogy of, and I think it was around wine tasting, is uh, this was kind of applicable for me when I started getting into wine, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> and you go, you have a drink of wine, you are like, oh, oh, "What is this? Like acidic? This tastes awful. Grossness thing." And I can't remember where it came from, but I remember this phrase of the word "wine toddler."
1: And it was this concept,
0: (laughs) just like when you're introducing new foods to a child, you need to usually introduce them two, three, four times before you actually know if the kid likes it or not.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: initially there might just be a lot of, oh, texture shock or flavor shock Mm. or something that's kind of not happening. And then the more you expose yourself to it, the more you acclimatize and you can go... Uh, like berries is a good one for me. um Don't like strawberries because of the texture.
1: Oh, okay, weirdo.
0: I'll have them in something, but like a straight up strawberry. Whereas a raspberry, I'm okay with because texturally it's like
1: they're very different. It's a bit
0: soft, and then like a blueberry, oh, can be hit and miss. Sometimes oh, I don't enjoy the you're popping. A
1: strange human. But that comes from
0: a textural <laughs> point of view, not a flavour. Right. And I'll have any of them in like a smoothie or like yeah. a puree or or something that's been cooked down, but. Uh, and then, like a blackberry or uh, a blackberry or a gooseberry or something similar mm. enough to a raspberry that I go, I'm okay with
1: that. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting thing to look at that re exposure periodically because Absolutely. tastes change and yeah. texture tolerances change. What's one
0: thing you hated as a kid that you love now or you don't oh, mind? Well, have you got any nemesis, nemesi that you've overcome?
1: Look. I hated Brussels sprouts like uh-huh. every good child does, yeah. and as an adult, I've realized that I hated Brussels sprouts oh. because my parents did the, uh-huh. we were going to take a bag of frozen Brussels sprouts, and we were going to microwave them, and then we were going to put them on your plate, and they taste like feet, and mm-hmm. they're horrible, mm-hmm. but give me a good fresh Brussels sprout now, a little bit of salt and pepper, a little bit of olive oil, roast the crap out of that, yeah. oh, I am there for it all day, all
0: Day. Solved by the preparation, right? Exactly. Uh, Brussels sprouts, another great one. Commonly, probably steamed or some other hideous thing. Uh, but as you say, when done in an oven, I can't eat them again because my guts hate me. I love them though.
1: Sad. That's mm. a sad, sad state yeah. of affairs, really. And same with broccoli. Yeah. It's, and I think so many things can be turned around in that preparation. Mm-hmm. In fact, the vast majority of them. And we are so. I think very limited in how we think about things being prepared. So mm-hmm. we talk about your tra- quote unquote traditional healthy meal is a plain chicken breast and some brown rice and half a plate of steamed veggies. Mm. Um, you know, sub out your carb or your protein of choice. That is not an exciting meal. Mm-hmm. No one wants to eat that mm. probably ever. And I think you find the people who can stick with a diet of these things are people who really look at food merely as fuel. And that's not most of us. Most of us want to eat something because we enjoy it as well as because it's going to fulfill some nutritional well needs, basically.
0: You're not wrong. Mm. How about we play a game? Yes. If you want to, you can think of, think of like a dish, and we'll go through a couple of these, and that might be fairly traditional and not particularly veggie heavy. mm and we see if we can workshop some ways to squeeze some veggies in there.
1: Ugh, bring it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you need any thinking music? No, I'm Do good. Do I have any? No. no. <laughs> All right.
1: I think we use for that one when we we're stumped.
0: Yep. Okay. Right, I'm going to stop pushing <laughs> buttons now. Um, okay. Have, have you got Have you got something in your mind? Yeah. Okay. My
1: go-to is? I'm going to cram veggies in is uh, spaghetti bolognese.
0: Ah, uh, easy. 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 Pasta is so easy. So
1: easy. Everything goes in pasta. It does. And it can be, it, I, I use bolognese because my husband is a big bolognese uh-huh. fan, but you could use it meatless. Yes, you could. You could. Go cream based, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, we do very little cream based, so I'm less familiar with that. Um, but yeah. So I mean you're traditional, you might have some onion and garlic in there. Mm-hmm. Or a mirepoix. Mm-hmm. What, so uh-huh. oh. So <laughs> some carrot, celery, onion yeah. mince stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh great flavor
0: base. Mm-hmm.
1: I add everything. So I literally look in the fridge and I'm like, okay, what have I got? So zucchini almost always goes in there.
0: What do you do with the zucchini? Grate it. Grate it. Yeah, it just disappears. Exactly.
1: Um, capsicum, yep. again, just shred the crap out of that. My mm-hmm. food processor really gets to workout. So mm-hmm. the smaller you make these things, the less you are going to be aware that you are eating them. Mm-hmm. Um, carrots I'll often put in. I think that's probably not my husband's favorite veggie yeah. edition but also you just eat it and you don't notice it because you've got the the depth of flavor comes from all of the other things that are in there
0: right.
1: yeah um so they kind of just disappear and you end up with this voluminous meal and you can you know if you were looking to cut down on your meat consumption and you want a bolognese you can use very little meat mm-hmm. and actually still have that whole textural thing mushrooms are always in mind as well that's a Love really it. right. Great flavor addition, great...
0: The the umami?
1: The umami. The great... And a great um, meat substitute generally, right? Yes. Um, Yeah, so basically I'm looking at my fridge freezer. What have I got in there? Sometimes frozen spinach will go in there. it just anything. It all Mm -hmm. just goes in and you cook that sucker down with enough tomato sauce. Done. Mm -hmm. Beautiful.
0: Sounds good to me. I like that idea of the blender as well, because I think you said like capsicum. like even if you, if you had the foresight to incorporate that into the sauce as well, like it literally will disappear.
1: Yeah. You'll have no idea and you're getting essentially all of it, Mm. all of the nutritional value of that. Mm.
0: On the pasta front then, so if we dissect that even further, other options we could look at there is actually the, we could look at the pasta itself. Oh yeah. Now if you're looking, I don't know, this sounds probably a little bit sad and miserable, but like, it's doable. We've got the zoodles.
1: Yeah, that's true. Good we old do. zucchini noodles.
0: <laughs> Good old zucchini noodle. Um, I feel like that's fallen out of fashion, but it's still an option. You could do the same thing with carrots as well or other, like, squashes. But even commercial pastas now, there's a lot. You've got you to be careful here because some of them, it'll have lentil pasta, and you look at the ingredients, and it's, like, a 98% germ yeah. wheat flour, 2%, whatever. But there are actually a lot of – if you look at my cupboard um, – At the moment, I have a wide variety of things which are commonly like red lentils. Mm -hmm. It's like 100% red lentils. What else have we got? Chickpea pasta, corn-based pasta, um, all sorts of other mixed assorted pastas which are coming from legumes, so they're not necessarily wheat-based, which is just going to offer you probably a little bit more nutritional value than white flour.
1: Yeah. Look, it's not difficult to beat white flour in almost no. any variety. Yeah. yeah. And
0: even other substitutes that are more traditional, like a rice or a, a more complex carbohydrate uh, or a couscous or a quinoa or something like that as mm-hmm. well. You kind of diverging a little bit from the spag bell vibe, but it's still kind of a carbohydrate grain underlying it all. Yeah.
1: And I think it's, I, you know, one of the big reasons why we say eat more vegetables, it, ideally when we say eat more vegetables, it's not eat more broccoli though if that's your jam, mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, but the the wider the variety that you get, the more, I suppose, variety of micronutrients you're getting. So you're going to get a different set of vitamins and minerals with each mm-hmm. type of vegetable that you intake. You are going to, as you said, um, different potatoes have different fiber counts. Mm. So you're getting different and fiber is important. It keeps you full for longer. It makes you more full to begin with. Um, it's really, it is a disease buster in that it significantly lowers risk of cardiovascular disease and cancers and diabetes, so all uh, lots of metabolic diseases actually. And a lot of that has to do with how fiber binds to um, fat molecules in your digestive tract. Mm-hmm. Um, veggies are... And it's just
0: good to have a decent amount of fiber so that you're not spending 45 minutes on the toilet. Also
1: that, yes, you can get out and get on with your life, right? Yeah, yeah, look, it's lots of reasons to have lots of veggie options.
0: I'll fire another pasta one at you. This is one of my favorites, a mac and cheese. Oh, yes. Traditionally, a pretty nutritionally... Wasteland.
1: I was just thinking barren wasteland. Yeah, really? Delicious, but (laughs) yes.
0: So this is a this is a plant based option. Um but one of my favorite because I again I have a funny relationship with pasta and refined carbs in that I enjoy eating them but Again, my body just, I think, processes them too quickly. Mm. And then I get a lot of the whole insulin spike and I'm like, yep, great. Now I'm hungry again. Cool. Yeah. So you end up in this kind of volume and then I'll like want to eat more and then I'm like really stuffed and it's just, it, it's not great. So I generally avoid it. So if I do have a hankering for mac and cheese, this is kind of usually my go-to. I'll try and find um, a, a pasta. Look, it can be macaroni or it can be any of the other legume esque things that we talked about. It doesn't really matter, but it's more in the sauce and you're talking about creamy sauces. So if you think about traditional mac and cheese, what we would have like butter, cheese, cream. cream more salt cheese. And pepper. Yeah, more <laughs> cheese. Just a lot of that. Just a lot of dairy. So my go-to for this, and again, this is going to be like a flavor toddler kind of thing. You have to get like a little bit, your head around it, but I think it's kind of, it's pretty good. I will start off with, potatoes sweet potatoes and pumpkin varying mm. ratios the more kind of pumpkin that you add in there you're going to get more of that um like and i'll usually use a roast pumpkin if i can if yeah. i've already roasted it so yeah. this is a good leftover one if you've just like roasted a whole bunch of veg- veggies and then i want to make some pasta um i will put it all into my vitamix make it all really smooth and then i have this kind of fairly thick puree as, as a foundation mm-hmm. and from there this is where i start to build up my flavor so we're looking at salt and pepper to start with maybe a little bit of fat either through some like nutlex or some oil if i kind of want to lube it up a little bit maybe a little bit of dill um and then i start trying to bring in the cheesy flavor yeah so for me that's nutritional yeast yep which is going to give you that cheesiness um i'm also want a fair amount of acidity because there's actually quite a lot of acid in like the whole dairy cheese vibe mm-hmm. so like um uh Blech. The
1: L- vinegar. Lemon vinegar. Vinegar.
0: Um, apple cider. Apple cider vinegar. Thank you. It's all right. I was visualizing it. Um, a little bit of that in there. And then we just, maybe a bit of paprika. Just play with these. And then I start to thin it out maybe with some like almond milk. And you end up with this really creamy sauce, which is basically all just vegetables, right? Yeah. You've replaced kind of a really calorie dense, nutritionally, you know, arguably fairly void Wasteland of a mac and cheese sauce with like a fiber rich, Mm -hmm. nutritionally dense, satiating sauce.
1: Yeah. All the things that you actually ideally have in a meal. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So that's one of my favorites as well from like a pretty big, like, that's a fairly fundamental shift as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, oh, let's Mm -hmm. just kind of tweak this one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, anything else come to mind on different types of meals?
1: Well, I do. I do the chop up my veggies real fine and mix them into almost everything. So ah. if I'm making tacos, we're having tacos oh, with yep. a thousand yep, like shredded zucchini and tiny bits of capsicum mm-hmm. and you name tacos it. Tacos
0: is great. Pizza is going to be great. Oh, yes. is great.
1: Pizza is great. Actually, don't ever think about that as a good veggie loader, oh, even man. though every time I get pizza, I'm like, where's the veggies? I want more veggies.
0: Yeah. And there's so much you can put on there and just so much variety. Mm. As you said, particularly if you've got like little, little tiny bits, I've got half of this and a little bit of that, a couple of mushrooms yeah. and a couple of cherry tomatoes and,
1: and actually, blah, 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 blah. I mean, if you think about pizza, mm. which is, you know, one of the world's most common takeaway foods, mm-hmm. Right. Um You know that's a that's a quick hack to even make that a a little bit of a healthier option. Yeah. If you are going to get that Domino's Supreme, can they put extra capsicum on it? Can they put extra extra mushrooms, extra anything to give it a little bit more nutritional oomph?
0: You're stretching it there. I, look,
1: I know that I am, but I also <laughs> recommend we're trying to work with the people. Here, we right? are meeting people where they are, and to be honest, there's. We've, we've all been in those positions where I'm going to eat that junk, mm-hmm. but how do I eat that junk and enjoy that junk and be satisfied with that and still not be a complete, essentially empty calories? Oh, yeah.
0: I guess I'm approaching this from, I'm a pizza snob. Yes. And because I used to be a pizza boy back in the day, you see. Um, so I, I will, um, basically I'll learn to get a crust or I make my own pizza. That's they're like fair. the two rules. So when I say pizza, I guess I'm in my brain thinking, having said that, even then they go, there's another microcosm we can go down. One of my favorite pre-made pizza bases. I think they're Ooh. now available both at Woolworths and Coles. It's actually a cauliflower one. Yeah. Right. Which I think again, you need to look at the, you need to look at the nutritional labels and understand what's actually in it. I think we're talking about, I think it's like 45% cauliflower.
1: That's not bad. Not
0: bad. Pretty decent. So yeah. like we still need some, you know, um, Binding agents happening. I can hear Katy Perry in the background.
1: Wow, not me. No, no, that might just be in your and head. It's just the voices.
0: Sorry, <laughs> I was like, I take my headphones off. I'm like, I can hear Katy Perry playing. Anyway, so about back to the cauliflower base. Um, yeah, like the rest is kind of flour and other things. Yeah. But then you look at, we look at um, a couple of the other macronutrients you're getting. It's about a third i think for a whole piece of pizza base it might be around 400 calories
1: not as opposed to
0: maybe six seven eight for a full wheat one so it's a it's a better calorie option and i would honestly you know unless you're a really fussy eater for me it's a pretty negligible taste difference and also price difference i think is only about 250 or three bucks for a base for (laughs) like a Full size.
1: Right. And that's really awesome. Yes, you can make your own cauliflower pizza bases. I have tried that. Have you? It is not um, Mm. delightful either in process or outcome.
0: I think I looked at the process and had the foresight to go, it's just looks like a lot of admin and I'm not going to even attempt it.
1: It was awful. It was right when that, it, when the cauliflower substitute for everything yeah, was we had, coming out. Like, yeah, I feel
0: like that was around the zoodle era yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it was. Just we were doing yeah. everything weird with the veggies, a lot of paleo yeah. stuff. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I think it was kind of sprung from that. And
1: that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, if you know how to do those things in a way that you like, go mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, you know, everybody's got their own taste, I guess, taste preferences mm-hmm. um and it's really useful to know what those are and mm-hmm. to eat according to them assuming that again you are not just eating dominoes yeah that can be your taste preference but long term is not going to give you great outcomes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm, pizza is a good one love pizza yeah
0: arguably fairly nutritionally balanced if you do it right you got some carbs yeah. you've got some fat got some protein absolutely got some other stuff happening here. I'm now thinking and expanding throughout the rest of my day. Let's do it. Let's talk breakfast. Yes. Because I feel like that's either often missed or it's Mm. for some reason in Western society, we have such a narrow.
1: Breakfast is dessert. Yep. Yeah.
0: Weird. Yeah. Weird. Weird. We look around the world and we see people treating it. It's another meal.
1: It's another meal. You yeah. go to
0: countries and it's like, okay, it's rice and fish and something else. And mm-hmm. It's just another meal and there's no reason where you can't just treat it as another meal.
1: No. In fact, savory breakfasts are far and away my favorite breakfasts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love them. So I'll often do eggs. I'll do an omelet with zucchini and spinach and veggies. mushrooms. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, uh, baked eggs with,
0: Omelettes like omelettes or egg or um, if you're on a vegan option, we can do something with like some besan flour or something like that. Mm. Fantastic way. Oh, yeah, throw that omelette everyth- you used to make. Mm, oh. I know, right? Throw everything you've got in your pan that you want. Get all the veggies nice and charred off. Throw your egg or your besan flour in. Bind it all together. It's like a big – there's a name for it. Delicious know, mound of delicious. Yep. It's really good.
1: Yeah. What else have we got? I mean, to be honest –
0: what were you normally like? What's your go to breakfast?
1: Um, I,
0: Are you a breakfast person?
1: I'm not a huge breakfast per- person. I tend to pick in the mornings. Okay. So I will have, like, this morning was half an avocado with two eggs and some feta, and then mm-hmm. an apple with peanut butter.
0: So. Oh. <laughs> Look at you, Miss. Like that is food diary sounding esque food. Here's me scrambling through that, half a slice, half a loaf is, of bread. That
1: is a fluke. The <laughs> loaf of bread happens on other days. We're out of bread right now <laughs> because sometimes it is the entire jar of jam. Uh, yep, and half a loaf of bread. Yep, I get yelled We've at when there. that happens. <laughs>
0: so, um, so I'm thinking more. Uh, so that's great as a, a savory option. What yeah. else? Um, you can have last night's leftovers. Absolutely. Pizza, and I, I, don't I do know. that
1: all the time, actually. And, you know, one of the classic breakfast, I guess, especially in the last what, 10, 20 years, the breakfast shake. Dump your veggies in there. Mm, you want yeah a smoothie? There we go. That's in a good go. one. In you go. A little bit of yogurt, a little bit of fruit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and every veggie under the sun and some, maybe some protein powder if you yep. want to go in that direction. Yep. And uh, off you go. And you've got no idea that you are having essentially a salad.
0: I do feel like that can be very rife with, um, could be very fraught with error. If you if you kind of hazard into that land too mm. much from a palate point of view. I have made my fair share of shitty shakes over the years.
1: So
0: <laughs> We all have. That is you, true. So either just I stick would it out. I would start slow. Yeah.
1: Start with a little bit. Spinach just dis- disappears into everything. Fresh yeah. spinach. Yeah. If you were going to do the, the breakfast smoothie. There's
0: yeah. more getting at. Maybe find a recipe or if you've gone somewhere before... And you've had a smoothie or something you like, Mm. draw inspiration from that. Absolutely. My go to would have, I'm a big banana fiend, which actually, as a child, I had a very irrational fear of bananas. That um, is weird. They actually still kind of... Oh, there's bananas right I'm there. I'm looking at them. Um, <laughs> they still creep me out. The skins still creep me out. So I do minimize my, like... It was to the point of the ki- as a kid, I would not touch them. Like, if we're at the shops, like, I could not handle them. Like, physically could not handle them.
1: I am learning so much about you today. Uh, yeah.
0: So <laughs> I've kind of overcome that. And you'll see me come summer. I go up to Charlie's and buy a 10 kilo box yeah. of bananas for 10 bucks. Which is reasonable. Because yes. they are... I just... I think there was a period where, I don't know what, I think I'd been like a little bit sick and then I just started drinking banana smoothies and there yeah. was like a non-stop obsession. Yeah. Um, so Pray good. for my potassium levels, but anyway. Look
1: like They'll be fine.
0: <laughs> my kidneys <laughs> will work that one out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, one of my go-tos, bananas, almond milk, um, with some peanut butter, with some oats, with some mm, chia seeds, mm-hmm. get a little nice little bit of fiber in there, might throw some berries in there, as you say, maybe a protein powder. Uh, all the good things, a bit of vanilla.
1: So many options. And the internet is some full of these You can throw some coffee in there ideas. if you want as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and to be, you know, for every meal under the sun, snacks, you name it, if you Google breakfast with vegetables mm-hmm. or veggie breakfast ideas mm-hmm. or something like that, you will find a thousand and one ideas on the internet and... You get to go through and you can pick and you can mm-hmm. choose. And the nice thing about most veggies, I think, they're really substitution friendly. They are. So you can go, you can say, right, well, I'm going to have a, a breakfast burrito. Oh, one of my favorites. That might traditionally have some lettuce and some tomato and some um, some onion and some corn and capsicum, you, you know, anything. But you can look at it. And I've had it with kale before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've had... No tomato. I've had all tomato. I've had different onions. You you can have it with pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what have you got? It can go in. If you don't like it, you know that for next time.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the overarching message we've got here is really try and integrate it, integrate veggies into other dishes. Or if you're going to, if you're going to try and make a cauliflower, oh, what was that dish? There's like a dish where it's just like a cauliflower heart, which sounds very oh, like the cauliflower
1: steaks. Yeah, that's it. Yes, like mm,
0: <laughs> even as an avid lover of vegetables, I go. Mm, yeah, same. And probably I not
1: love cauliflower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, like, b- a big old slice of cauliflower pan fried is just not boring. Right, it's not jamming for me.
0: It's really boring. Yeah, I, I like your Brussels sprout idea. Like okay, let's do like a third of the Brussels sprouts, nicely roasted and crispy, but like what else can we include on that plate? Right, yeah. And maybe have a little bit of a salad vibe happening and then maybe our protein or whatever else we've got happening. So we've got a nice balance. Don't set yourself up for failure with a really depressing single plate of one thing and go, I'm going to have to eat. I think a lot of people go to the whole carrot sticks with... Mm -hmm. Cucumber for lunch or yeah. you know, for a snack. It's like well Things no can like be way more exciting. Than that. it up, exactly. you know. We can if you want to go in that realm and you've got some time up your sleeve. Like look in the dehydrator world, even Ooh, like, yes. oh my god, um, you got to spend a lot of money on a good dehydrator, which I sold my really good mm. one, which I got on Facebook Marketplace. Um, but like that's a whole world unto itself. Absolutely, which done right, very nutritionally beneficial, absolutely easy carrying option for for veggies mm. if you vibe that. And that's there's a good idea. Plenty of commercial options now as well. I frequently go and get the um, uh, beetroot chips. Oh yes, they're really good. Yeah. And again, you got to read the nutritional labels. And, and
1: those freeze dried sna- like snow yes, peas. Yes. Yes. Oh, they're really yes. good. Yeah. Like so good. a
0: good. This this is usually that's kind of what's going through my brain as I'm going down like to chip aisle. if I have a hankering for chips like it's that negotiation between what do I want? Is there maybe a slightly better option for mm. me? So thankfully I'm like, no, I'm not a very traditional chip person. I either want a corn chip or I want like a jat or something. Yeah. I don't really want like a, you know, a Lay's potato thin or anything like that. So for me, I kind of, it's usually a textural and a salt thing. So I can go, I will have that dehydrated snow pea or mm. I'm feeling a little bit different and I want to have the dehydrated beetroot.
1: Yeah, I just want that crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of ways, mm-hmm. lots of ways to get veggies. Um, Don't be afraid to hide them. No. Don't be afraid to experiment a little bit. Worst case scenario, you don't eat it.
0: You make avocado, um... What There was like a popular paleo dessert. It was what? Oh, avocado mousse, that's right. That's right, yeah. Which actually I think I've had that wasn't terrible. But again, like you've got to go in and with a mind of I'm not going to a thousand percent recreate some of these items no. as perfectly. Like a chocolate mousse with 45 grams of sugar is not going to taste as good. Sorry, it's going to probably arguably taste, taste better, better than yes. an avocado mousse made <laughs> with avocado, cacao, and a little bit of... I don't even know what paleo is allowed to, honey. I think honey, that's all they're allowed yeah. to eat. Um, but if that's your vibe and you can, you know, you want to train your toddler palate to yeah. meet that, then there's nothing wrong with it.
1: Yeah. And if you try something five times and you hate it every time, you never have to eat it again. No. I think it that's is, a good It's one. okay to not like things. I hate cucumbers. I hate them. Oh, me too. They're do you disgusting. Have a,
0: do you have a really food, like, is there one thing that you eat that people are just like, what? Or like a preparation?
1: No, not that I can think of. Okay. Why? You clearly do. I d-
0: yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of what they are. I eat a lot of things cold. Okay. When they probably should just be heated up and I'm just like, man. I'm just lazy about that. Yeah, Same. Yeah, me too. Like I've, I made a curry on like Sunday, which I've been eating for lunch and dinner. Would still, I would
1: literally stand <laughs> in front of the fridge and eat it out of the exactly fridge. That's exactly what I do. Four bites, put it back.
0: Yeah. Um, I just combine a lot of weird things. I think when it comes <gasps> to like, I'll, I'll make... Make some oats and no, that's not really that weird. Like oats and peanut butter and no, that's I don't know. Nice. Like I'll just go through the kitchen and just like shove everything into a bowl. <laughs>
1: that's fair. Look. But you know your palate.
0: That's it. That's it. Because I know, yes, what's yeah. happening there. So yeah. it comes from a place of understanding.
1: That's it. You gotta understand yourself. And unfortunately most of that is trial and error.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That it is.
1: That's probably my uh those are my big go to's for hiding your veggies.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Sounds good.
1: Give you some ideas.
0: All right. We'll be right back after this to wrap it up. Okay, Aaron. So, uh, takeaways from today. Hiding your veggies.
1: Make them small. Yes. You will not know you're eating them. Yes. That's one.
0: Um, try... Try, try again.
1: Try, try, try again. Maybe
0: you revisit some old nemesis.
1: Try something a little bit different with yes. trying it again, too. Because if you keep trying microwave Brussels sprouts, I guarantee you they don't get any better. Yeah.
0: So change the context. Yeah. Change the preparation. Change the environs and surrounding mm-hmm. bits. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think get creative with meals as well. Get creative with meals. Breakfast does not have to be dessert. Breakfast doesn't have to be dessert. A e waffles. Yeah. Not... Great breakfast option. Delicious. Yeah. But dessert.
0: And if all else fails, throw it in a blender. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds pretty good. So I hope we've given you some inspiration and some
1: Just some ideas and something to try, right? Things to
0: ruminate on.
1: Some ways to hide your veggies. Your body will thank you.
0: It will thank you. Hmm. And we thank you for joining us today. I got the outro segue there. Perfect. perfect. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to stay healthy the Common Sense way, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, and maybe even share the show with a friend. uh, Wherever it is that you find your podcast, if you have questions, comments, special dietary requirements, you can always send us an email to mail at commonsensefitnesspodcast.com. Until next time, Erin, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) we <laughs>